We would just discuss some possible motives in the family. I suspect that Harlan has told you much unfiltered truth about each of them. And a little bird has told me, how shall I put this delicately? You have a regurgitative reaction to mistruthing. Who told you that? Is it true? Uh, yes. Oh. It's something I've had since I was a kid. It's a physical thing that I, just the thought of lying. Yeah, it, it makes, makes me puke. Really? Is Richard having an affair? Why do men instinctively pull at loose threads on their parachutes? What? Richard. Mm -hmm. An affair? Yeah. I guess a no will do. Mm, no. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, dear oh, girl, God. I'm sorry. I assumed you were I'm speaking sorry. figuratively. You are listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on sight. Welcome back. It is They Must Be Destroyed on Site, episode 227. And I'm your host, Lee, joylessly masturbating to pictures of dead deer Russell. And I am joined by my co-host, Daniel, the dumbest car chase of all time. Harper, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing quite well. This is a prime number episode. I just checked. Oh, I always Jesus. have to call that out whenever it happens. <laughs> Math nerd. Uh, yeah, and uh, I was I was masturbating in the bathroom, but not to pictures of dead deer. So uh, so everything's fine. I mean, that was just that was just Nazi research, though. That was yeah, no, that actual... was that was you know I was you know <laughs> gotta gotta go check out the Nazis. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, of course, we're uh, joined by our co-host uh, Lee. I'm not eating one iota of shit, Hardy. How are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I don't. I don't know what I'm eating, but it's definitely not that. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Because that, that would have been a, a, a kink I don't know about at this point. So I don't be... think I even want to try that one. <laughs> no, that would be a surprise. And uh, you're bringing on a friend tonight as yeah. a co-host, uh, Sam, a regurgitative reaction to mistruths. How are you doing, ma'am? Oh, very good. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> mm, mm. Happy to have you here. She can lie, just just so we make that clear. She can lie. Okay. I'm like, why did you have me on the show? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're just going to get into it here. We have 
some listener feedback here, Daniel, that we should get out of the way really quick, or we'll try to get out of the way really quick. It, it's big. It sounds like it's not a really quick, but uh, okay, we'll mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Okay, so on our episode 186, the Bermuda Depths okay. on YouTube, someone called Chris Six says, you guys totally missed this film. It's a love story. You've got a woman who's too vain to be with any man who is an extension of this. It's all about me mentality cheats death and spends centuries sinking ships and drowning men who fall for her, falls in love with this troubled college dropout who's been in and out of therapist chairs since he was a child. How do we know she falls for him? Because she saves his life twice. The kind of guy most women are weary of this woman who find all men inferior falls for. Uh, that's the beauty of the story. The turtle is a prop. Her ability to change forms and still bleed when spirit, etc., is minutia viewers aren't supposed to spend time dwelling over. Just like Raiders of the Lost Ark, you're not supposed to wonder where the boulder that's too big to fit in the passageway came from or how it was able to roll down a passageway that's too narrow for any of it to fit in. You just eat your popcorn and watch Indy try to escape. This movie is surely not a classic, but your analysis is stuck in the weeds and you miss the forest completely. It makes me wonder what you think about every superhero movie ever made. Oh, we have some opinions on superhero movies, well, by no, the way. No, I have no feelings about superhero <laughs> movies at all. <laughs> uh, if, if I, I actually, I feel like I should start putting our fucking cape shit on YouTube. Just see if he comes in on that. You must find them all dumber than hell because they also spin reality far more than this film does. Even intellectual powerful films like Minority Report, you know, that really super smart fucking sci-fi film, Minority Report. It was, it was Roger Ebert's top movie of the year, 2002, and we know how we feel about that. So mm-hmm. You have major flaws that would ruin them under the kind of microscope you guys are placing Bermuda Depths under. Ha ha, good lord. And he says also, continuing, he made a second comment here. In other words, if DiCaprio had been a Duke in Titanic, the love story would have been bland since the woman would have had too much in common with the man. What made the connection click was the differences between them that should have kept them apart. Their feelings broke through those barriers. That's what the Bermuda, uh, Bermuda Depths is about. A, a love so strong it broke through this woman's vanity and broke through her eternal deal with the devil. What's so special about Magnus Dens, a troubled dude who can't finish college? Nothing. That's what makes her falling for him so touching. I realize this is Mars versus Venus thing and men struggle with romance, but I'm a dude myself and see the love story in this film as plain as day. And most people who talk about watching this film as a child come away with the same take. That's not a turtle movie as expected, but a romance. I I don't even know where to begin with this fucker. I have virtually no memory of this film mm-hmm. at this point. I know I watched it. I know we talked about it. A lot of times we kind of blow through these. Um, fine. I don't know. Like, you, you, you know what? Uh, I actually I actually re-listened to our episode so I could respond uh-huh. to this this stupid fuck. Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. You didn't tell me that I was being going to be graded on episode one eighty six. I apologize. Well, that was a prime remember? number, so I'm not required to. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. Um, so I, I re-listened to our episode, and this guy really read into our review more than he should have. Because we just kind of like, we were just kind of like, yeah, there's some funny stuff here. It's kind of okay. It doesn't really come together. We didn't yeah. have any sort of deep analysis. We were just kind of talking about stuff about it that amused us and cracked some jokes about it. But this guy kind of thinks like we're totally dismissing this film because it's unrealistic and shit like that. Like, yeah, that's uh, that sounds exactly like us. Yeah, unable to uh, to analyze the giant turtle movie. 
because it's, it's uh, um, nice for similitude. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of interesting though, because like a lot of times too with movies, there's always different interpretations about it. And this person is literally like, "This is the interpretation you're gonna have, and it's the this, only one you can have." And it's this the only sounds one like this sounds like it's his mm. favorite movie, and he found our yeah. last episode and went, "You guys didn't get it at all. Mm-hmm. Don't you understand?" I mean, he like, makes okay. pushes his like, glasses up on his face. If, uh, if I can just fine. like put yeah, a little like piece mm-hmm. in there. Go ahead, sir. Um, just to play devil's advocate, what if you guys are 100% wrong? You should completely rewatch the movie and it will change your life on romance <laughs> fucking movies. Like, that's the other thing, right? Is that, like it's maybe possible. you gotta rewatch it and you'll be like, this is a life changer, guys. Like, this is romantic mm-hmm. as fuck. Like, well, um, um, oh, sorry, can we swear on this? Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> oh, oh, please. Fuck you. Okay, yeah. Uh, what's that movie with the dude and it's the notebook? What if it's the new notebook, the turtle movie? What and you guys just Rosling didn't read into that. I'm sorry, but like, I you gotta give this guy a chance. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, no, I'm, it, you're uh, right. We're, 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 we're overly you're being too dismissive. hard on them, okay? <laughs> we're dismissive of this, this okay. person who, you know. Yeah, no, okay. I, I've watched the, I've watched the Bermuda Depths three times in my life. <laughs> So you're proficient. Okay. Yeah. And it is. Okay. And, and I have actually seen the notebook. It's definitely better than the fucking notebook. Let's let's get, okay. let's get that out of the fucking but is way. it a better romance than the notebook, my friend? But have you seen the notebook three times? And like, notebook. I mean, no. No, no. Oh, so I fucked up. I fucked up. Does it have, does it have soaking wet McAdams? Because it does not do as well in the soaking wet Rachel McAdams, which the notebook does. I mean, I mean, Rita Depp says soaking wet uh, Carl Weathers. So like. I don't know. I yep. feel like the uh, the notebook is more of like a, a rainy day scene and Bermuda, like just in the name. I've never seen the movie personally, <laughs> um, but I just want to say that sounds like a fucking ocean, Daniel. Mm-hmm. So like more water equals better. Yeah, well, <laughs> life is better down where it's wetter, wetter under the sea. Can I, <laughs> can I just say I've seen neither of these movies? Have <laughs> never seen the notebook? No. Oh, God. I've seen it once. I, I have really bad knowledge on mm. either. I've never seen Bermuda Triangle but, or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and, and for the record, the, uh, dude, this 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 guy commenting, we we sort of recommended the film. We said it was like, you know, you should watch it. It's weird. It doesn't come together like the story elements and shit. It's just like it, it really drops the ball on certain things that you kind of want. Like you want more fucking giant turtle shit because the giant turtle looks great. Yeah. And and I mean, we weren't seriously going like, oh, this movie is just trash because the uh the heart that this fucking uh, sociopath carved on this turtle as a child didn't actually, you know, it actually, it didn't grow the way it should have when the, when the turtle grew up to this giant fucking turtle, we weren't, we weren't being serious, dude. We weren't trashing on your childhood fucking love of this film, which is a, apparently what's happening here because he mentions that quite, you know, specifically. You don't understand. This is a love story. Like guys, like chill. Okay. Be easy. Okay. it's his parents' love story, and I need you guys to be a little bit more sensitive. Spot, okay. His so, mom was his mom was a mermaid, and his dad yeah, was no, a douchebag. Okay, yeah. So I just yeah. I just need you guys to be a little sensitive. All right. No, I, I appreciate I, it. I, like I I really hate when people send us messages and like this is my favorite movie and just shit on it. Like I never want to be that guy, but also like you know like if it wasn't a good movie, it's not a good movie. You know, it's fine. Um, I mean, I also like things that I don't. That happens. 
you know? Daniel, I just think you need to open your mind a little bit. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. Don't spend enough time listening to people I disagree with. That's kind of my problem in general. <laughs> yeah, that's not a thing you do at all. <laughs> Isn't that like 99% of like your job or your, your life is just listening to people you we'll, disagree we'll, with? We'll get to that in the recommendations at the end. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, there you go. Like, dude, you took our review far too serious. Uh, like, I, I actually said I liked the film and recommended it, and Daniel was like, yeah, okay, sure. I mean, you know, it, I'm sorry we didn't give your turtle movie a blowjob. That's, mm, you know. That's, my that's what I needed. <laughs> I, do, I do really like turtles as well. Like, mm. you, you know, you should, turtles are good. Thumbs up for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of turtles. You know, yeah. So we can move on from that to uh, what we've watched in the last little while. So um, I'll throw over to you first. Danny, do you have anything other than uh, WandaVision that we agreed we're not going to talk about? Because yeah. The only thing I've really been watching, I've been, I've been watching uh, WandaVision. And uh, we're, my wife and I are caught up. But I think since uh, Lady Lee is also watching these, I think we're going to have to uh, hold off until, mm-hmm. uh, until I she, catch up. he's either not here or has caught up. So, because mm-hmm, it it takes it takes some turns. Yeah, you, you really don't you really don't want us to talk about it uh, if you haven't. Caught no, it. no, I really want to see. I'm actually really excited. Uh, I'm enjoying yeah. the beginning. I can see how there's a little bit of foreshadowing going on in the first two episodes. So I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, just a little bit. There's a little bit of <laughs> just just a little bit. Um, a tiny, so, tiny bit. Yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> just, just a little bit. Uh, so uh, Lee, uh, anything you've been watching you want to talk about? I watched. Uh, the original Muppet movie from 1979. Mm-hmm. And I watched uh, the Muppet Treasure Island. Um, I forgot how much I love these movies. That's why I knew the Frank Oz question. Yeah. But uh, that's, I love these movies just because they're so, um, they're visually pleasing to look at. Like they're just a lot of fun with all the, like the puppetry and stuff. And also just the, uh, just like the one liners and the puns. They're just the most exaggerated, hilarious things. Like I just, I fall in love with these movies every time. Like they're just such feel-good movies. You know what? Okay, it's Sam. Oh, sorry. I was thinking about like when you're talking about the Muppets or whatever. Mm -hmm. I I think I was thinking about um, the. I'm I'm terrible with Sesame Street with like Muppet movies, all that stuff because Muppets generally creep me out. Um, (laughs) Like Fraggle Rock, like no, no thanks. I'm just like I don't know what it is about it, but it's just like it's. Um, and had a terrible childhood. I, I did. Yeah, my parents didn't actually like really love me. We watched all of the news. Uh, that was it. That was, no, but um, my kids obsessed with. I grew up watching cry. Ronald Reagan, and therefore I cannot get into the Muppets. Yeah. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Um, what's the uh, the the like the puppet that's in the garbage can? Oscar. Oscar. Yeah, and it's his world. My kid fucking loves that movie. I've seen it so many times, actually. Yeah. Um, I'll yeah. Have to watch it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty good. If you like the other one, yeah. So. <laughs> but Lady Lee, have you ever watched The Muppets Christmas Carol with Michael Caine? A thousand and one times. It's my favorite Christmas yeah, movie. It's one of my one. favorite movies in general. I will watch it all year round. Um, I sing all the songs. Uh, I think, like, you want to bring me back to, like, my childhood in general. That is the movie. That is the one that is like attached to my heart. Didn't get paid quite as much as Joe's for the revenge, <laughs> but I did pretty well with it. All I had to do was talk to a bunch of people with the fucking hands of some puppet, puppets fucking assholes. That's all I had to do. I thought they were real. I thought they were alive. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> my wife is watching dinosaurs. The, uh, the old, <gasps> yes! oh, yeah. oh, that 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 fucking that show That's is a, dark. That, that is a much better show. Like that is if you all if all you remember of that show is not the mama and the frying pan. That move that show is like legitimately brilliant. Um, they all get they all get killed by an asteroid in the end. <laughs> at the end, it's the extinction of all dinosaur brilliant. kind. Like that's mm. the series finale. Yes, it's brilliant. Uh, yeah, I just started watching it again. Um, I'm watching it as yeah, a kid, and I'm watching it as adults, and I'm like, now I understand what's going on. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if you did an end to the Flintstones where they were the Neanderthals and the Cro Magnon like bred them out in the last episode or something like that, like. <laughs> if it was like white genocide, but it was the Flintstones. Like. <laughs> they brought up a uh, postpartum too on the second episode. But I thought oh, yeah, really- no, no, no. There's there's a ton of there's a ton of there, it's a deeply political show. Yeah, no, it's mm. that's really well done. Like it's not even yeah. that much talked about. And this is like something also, I watched with the kid, and they were talking about like Jim postpartum. Henson. Also, Jim Henson. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, Sam, we're we're a big Jim Henson house here, so you know you can't you can't go wrong with Jim Henson as far as we're concerned. Uh, Sam, do you have anything you've watched lately you want to talk about other than Knives Out? Um, which... Well, like I, I've uh, I've been watching a couple things. Like I've been watching some series, uh, but no, I like mainly what's stuck in my head right now is that you just did a Michael Caine impression and all I can think about is it looks like a baby's arm holding an apple. That's the only thing I can think about. I don't know why. That was actually something I wrote because Lee and I were playing a game earlier and that was one of the comments I wrote in there. Uh, it didn't get chosen, but I thought it was pretty solid. Um, no, but I, I, I've been watching... <laughs> I'm wanting to watch uh, Viking season five, so I've been rewatching it. Um, but if you if you like Vikings, but if you also like you know kind of more of the humor, like uh, if you've seen Norsemen, that that show is so funny. Uh, I've seen some episodes North- of that. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just it kills me. I- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The one girl, she's just like uh, she goes like into Wessex or whatever and she's doing the raping and pillaging and she comes back with like a necklace of like dried dicks and it's like <laughs> and they're like prove your worth and she's just like just grabs some dude and starts writing but I'm like oh my god this is so funny it's fucked like I mean period like you know you don't want assault on either side I guess to be politically correct but it's it's actually it's a hilarious show so um, if, yeah if you guys get a chance to check it out <laughs> it's nice. pretty funny do it uh, the one thing I'll mention is uh, Willie's Wonderland from this year. Uh, it's the and new Nicholas Cage. Nick, yeah. yeah, it's the new Nicholas Cage movie. Um, they're kind of banking off his performance in Mandy, where he was, you know, like a total badass. So he's kind of like the silent badass in this. And it's also sort of a takeoff on. Um, there, there's a video game where it's like you know it's like a Chuck E. Cheese. I think it's like Friday night at Freddy's or something like that. It's called where it's like, you're supposed to be a security guard in this fucking Chuck E. Cheese like place with animatronic uh, characters. And they come alive, come to life and like murder people and shit. Oh so it's, yeah. Yeah. So okay. it's kind of a, it's kind of a takeoff on that, but it's not good. They're, they're totally banking on, on Nicholas Cage's performance and Nicholas Cage. Apparently he came in, read the script, and it's like, I'm not saying any of these lines because he barely talks in the entire film. It's it's competently made, but it ju- it's just a shitty story. Uh, there's no suspense or anything like that. A-, a movie where it's like animatronic monsters moving and stuff, you have a lot of opportunities to like really sort of dig into that. Are they moving? Are they not moving? You can build the suspense and then have... You, then you can go to Blood and Gore if you want to or whatever, but this movie just does the Blood and Gore... 
it's like, yeah, Nicolas Cage did that in the last half of Mandy. He can do it throughout this entire movie. It'll be fine. And it's not all that good. It just And there's like all these throwaway teenage characters. There's a female hero who doesn't get to do anything heroic. Uh, they just kind of like wedge her in. She's in, inconsequential to the plot totally. Like they didn't even need to be in this film. Like it could have been just Nicolas Cage and his fucking Chuck E. Cheese place overnight fucking wow. with these fucking animatronic things it's 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 really bad it's it's not good at all it, it was like just a total fucking letdown so you know i was reading this thing on nicholas cage and it was like you know because he takes like really um he he can be really absurd in movies i haven't mm-hmm. seen the movie you're talking about but like uh did you say night at freddy's um so i i've heard of the games or whatever mm-hmm. and I, I you know and uh you know it's a pretty popular game but I was reading an article on uh, Nicolas Cage and it was talking about why he was so different than other, like other actors and stuff. And like, I enjoy watching Nicolas Cage, but he's also super absurd in his acting. And I guess like it's completely on purpose. So and it's an interesting like um, topic actually, because it's like so many movies, TV shows, all that, they go for very realistic, dramatic acting. Meanwhile, he's like, it's acting. I'm going to be absurd. I'm going to be out there. It's not going to be realistic. And I find that's a really interesting, if that is like true, like it's an interesting take on it that you're going to be completely absurd and not do anything realistic compared to like, do you see where I'm getting with that? Mm -hmm. I I thought it was an interesting take on it. Well, I I mean, cage here, here's the thing. Like he, he can do like, serious like he he can he can like he can pull it back and go really like really quiet and serious and and just like fucking act up a storm as like you know yeah i like that i don't know if maybe you guys liked it but like lord of war i was always a big fan of that movie i like that movie Uh, it has a fantastic uh soundtrack to lord of war (laughs) like it's Mm -hmm. a great soundtrack but yeah no i found that he was realistic in that movie but i find that in most even national treasure i really enjoyed those ones those were like just they're all around enjoyable movies you know but i i feel like for him to go completely absurd the one i really want to watch is the one where he's the dad and they go after they're trying to kill their kids oh like, yeah i yeah, want to yeah. see that i haven't seen it i really that's... do want to see it that's that's actually not bad that movie yeah, yeah. i i want to see that one i mean since that article i like i wish i could have a date and a time of when i read that article because then you know how relevant it is but i i found that's a really interesting choice to take as an actor i think it's i think it's pretty relevant considering like the last few years especially cage um so he had uh he had problems with the IRS. He had a he had a manager or whatever who basically <laughs> took all of his money and left them bankrupt, uh, oh, essentially. So that's why he takes every fucking movie that's passed across his desk, basically. Yeah. And and the thing of Cage is, I think like a lot of people shit on him. I think he's actually a fucking great actor. I and, enjoy and, him. I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I and, and and I I think the biggest problem is he rarely actually sleepwalks through a film. He usually gives a hundred and thirty percent every time. Yeah. And yeah. and usually the problem is he's he's working with like these lower budget directors and filmmakers and stuff who aren't all that good and they don't know how to rein them in. And that's that's the biggest problem. Like if if you let Nicolas Cage run your fucking movie then it's probably going to be a bad movie. But if, if you're somebody who's going to like Nicholas cage, run your movie, he will ruin your movie. Yeah. <laughs> he will put the eye in run and ruin your movie. But, but, if, <laughs> but, but if you're, but if you're like a, if you're like a dictator on the fucking set or you're just, or if you're Werner Herzog, 
Yeah, or if you know, or, or if, if you're, you're the Kellen brothers. Yeah, if, you, if you're weird or if you're obtuse or whatever, like if you can get or to Ridley a vibe. Scott, Matchstick Men was really good. The, Rip, Matchstick Men's you know, great. If yeah. if you can if you can get with Nicolas Cage's vibe and know how to use him in a film, you can make a great movie with him. No matter if it's a fucking fifty thousand dollar piece of shit or if it's like a thirty million dollar movie, right? So you're saying like a short leash with him. Yeah, like, and like, like or, yeah. If you, or if you just lean into it, like Face Off. Face Off is amazing. I can oh, see like, something with a short leash, like a movie called The Short Leash, starring Nicolas Cage. Uh, and he's got amazing. He, <laughs> where, where Nicolas Cage plays a dog the entire movie, and he's just on. A oh leash my god! Thing. Okay, speaking of dogs and humans, Nicolas and movies Cage and is the jump in Pulp Fiction. Uh, if you guys seen that show, uh, the TV show Wilfred with Elijah, uh, I think it's originally, it wasn't Elijah Wood, but it's Elijah Wood. And it's, oh, fuck. He was in, um, maybe I'm totally getting him confused. And, but it's Wilfred. And there's the guy that plays the dog. Yeah, the and, Australian and the US version. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, but the dog seems the same. The guy who plays the dog is the same. And I feel super like an asshole for not knowing his name because I don't know names for movie stars or whatever i'm just very obsolete in that sense um but i think he's the original for the english version i think that he's also in idiot abroad which is an amazing show uh but wilfred i fucking love that where he's the actual dog and he's talking to him and he's just like yeah just like hitting big bong rips and stuff and he's just so funny because elijah wood's super suicidal and this dog person just saves him from suicide and it's uh it's actually a really good story he's hallucinating i think the whole time but it's uh it's still good uh, <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah, all right. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> all right right on um so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to play a podcast promo and some music, and we're going to come back and talk about Knives Out. Broadcasting from the Cursed Earth, the Psycho-Semantic Ast. Let us face, without panic, the reality of our time. The fact that atom bombs may someday be dropped on our cities. And let us prepare for survival by understanding the weapon that threatens us. To have a, uh, an ignorant, uh, thin-skinned megalomaniac uh, who sends off uh, you know, on Twitters at 3 a.m. if somebody angered him. Neo-Nazis turning up in Washington, D.C. to have a rally saying, Heil Trump. We talk about politics. I knew I couldn't trust you corporate greaseballs. We talk about movies. You can't come down here and arrest people just because of what they look like. Are you crazy? But that's police harassment. We talk about political movies. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. They're all around us and we never knew it. You can only see them with these special glasses. The Psycho Semanticast.
Okay, Knives Out from 2019. I'm Detective Lieutenant Elliot, and this is Trooper Wagner. We just want to ask a few questions. We understand the night of his demise, the family had gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. How was it? The party? Pre my dad's death? Oh, it was great. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to request that you all stay until the investigation is completed. What? Can we ask why? Has something changed? No. No, it hasn't changed, or no, we can't ask. I'm gonna live till I die. You think one of his family killed? Is that what you're suggesting? You all love twisting the knife into one another. Up your ass. Oh, very nice. Matter of fact, eat shit. How's that? Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Smug smile. Definitely eat shit. I suspect foul play. I have eliminated no suspects. <laughs> I'm gonna A twisted web. We are not finished untangling it, not yet. What is this? CSI KFC? <laughs> so this is written directed by ryan johnson starring although i'd, I'd argue who it's actually starring here uh the, the cast list is daniel craig is uh benoit blank chris evans as ransom drysdale Anna de Amaris as Marta Cabrera, who is the real star of this, I think, uh, is main character at the very least. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis as uh, Linda Drysdale, Michael Shannon as Walt Thromby, Don Johnson as Richard Drysdale, Tony Collette as Joni Thromby, Lakeith Stanfield as Lieutenant Elliot. The reason for us doing this, Christopher Plummer, who just recently yeah. passed away as Harlan Thromby. Just take a second here to say, you know, his career spanned seven decades. Most people can't fucking say that. Some of his best known roles, Captain uh, Georg von Trapp uh, in The Sound of Music, uh, Rudyard Kipling in The Man Who Would Be King uh, stands out for me. Uh, Mike Wallace in The Insider. I think The Insider's great. We need to actually do that at some point. Yeah, we should um, do that at some point, yeah. He's in a movie that was on one of my best of lists a couple years back. I remember as uh, were the uh, Nazi hunting movie. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country as the uh, Shakespeare quoting Klingon who <laughs> who says you you haven't read Shakespeare till you've read it in the original Klingon basically. And uh, of course, he played Sherlock Holmes at one point in Murder by Decree. Murder by Decree, yep. Mm-hmm. And he played the Emperor of the Galaxy in Star Crash. Yeah, uh, his career clearly went the one that clearly the one that 
he will be remembered for for the rest of retirement. Yeah, you, you, you gotta say like his his career spanned seven decades, and he went up and down. He he went everywhere, like from the bottom of the barrel to the top of the heap. So outside of his uh, achievements of winning awards for movies uh, in 1968, he was invested as Companion of the Order of Canada at the time among Canada's highest civilian honors. In 2001, he received the Governor's General's Performing Arts Award for lifetime artistic achievement which is canada's highest honor in the performing arts he made an honorary do- made an honorary doctor of fine arts in new york's juilliard school and has received honorary doctorates from the university of toronto ryerson university mcgill university university of western ontario and university of ottawa and most recently university of guelph um he was inducted to the american theater hall of fame in 1986 and to canada's walk of fame in toronto in 1998 and he was a member of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences in the Actors Branch uh, from 2007. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, that's quite the achievement list. <laughs> and yeah. just 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 a just a fucking great actor. And I mean, he's still like at his full power in this movie. I I would argue like he's, I, he's still yeah. he's amazing. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he played someone who was 75 in this movie. 85. He, 85. 85. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He I didn't realize he died at ninety one. He was actually six years older than what he played. Yeah, he doesn't look like even in the movie, he doesn't look eighty five. Like he does not look eighty five. He looks good. He looks really good for his age. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like the opposite of like the thirties movies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where where everybody everybody's thirty and they look like they're fifty five and small. I kept saying that one guy was like in his forties and he was like in his twenties. Like there's a lot of Mm. Uh, yeah, continuing with the, the cast they, here, they, they, they no longer film movies completely enveloped in cigarette smoke. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it was the haze. It was really the haze. So, uh, yeah. Uh, just and just continuing on here, rounding up the cast: Catherine Langford is uh, Meg Thromby, uh, Jaden Martell is uh, Jacob Thromby, who is basically just a young Ben Shapiro here. Uh, uh, Ricky Lindholm. As Donna Thromby and Edie Patterson as Fran. And we have synopsis here. This is actually just the, the official Lionsgate synopsis that got posted on IMDb. Um, when renowned crime novelist Harlan Thromby, Christopher Plummer, is found dead in his estate just after his 85th birthday, the inquisitive and debonair detective Benoit Blanc, Daniel Craig, is mysteriously enlisted to investigate. From Harlan's dysfunctional family to his devoted staff, Blank sifts through the web of red herrings and self-serving lies to uncover the truth behind Harlan's untimely death. And yeah, that's one of the strings of the plot of this. Yeah. Um, I'd argue the, the I, bigger... I, go ahead, I, just, go. I just say I'd argue the bigger plot is much more Marta's story and how she figures in this. I feel, like, I feel like the the big bait and switch of the movie, and I, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk too much over the whole thing, but I feel like every piece of advertising and every piece of, like, thing that goes into the movie completely sidelines the Marta character. Mm-hmm. And there are two ways to read that. One is, like, fundamental racism, which is possible because we're talking about movie marketing and all that sort of thing. And also, she's not a big star the way, like, everybody else in the movie is a big star. Yeah. The other is... It's just a complete bait and switch. Like it's an intentional artistic choice that like you walk into the movie, not understanding that this is going to be like your kind of key character. And that's the way I choose to view it. Honestly, it's like, I hope so. The point was, was, you know, to, to sort of like downplay her so that you are 
amazed by her when you when you know she is kind of the center of the film so yeah yeah she becomes like the lead almost like mm-hmm. I, I feel like i was really i was really entranced by her from the beginning though like i mean the moment she vomited in front of me i was like yeah <laughs> uh, no, but I, I actually—I'm like, I'm not into that, but I was kind of into well, you know, it. Yeah, you know, like uh, an uh, Sure, that's fine. You know, like it's you like can a have her as the holographic Ryan Gosling's girlfriend, or you can have her as the yeah. vomiting maid, yeah, nurse. Yeah, too. yeah, no, the vomiting maid. Um, no, I was—I found that like from the beginning when I saw her, I actually was completely uh, enamored by her uh, just because of the fact of how she came out of it. Like, you know, um, she was looking through the window. He snuck up on her and he's like, you, I heard this about you. And uh, I I just like how that progressed because she, it was like, she was uncovering the plot as it happened unawares. You know what I mean? Like that's how they lead you into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, that's what I thought. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no. That, 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 that's great. Uh, actual. Yeah. We'll just we'll actually just jump to you, Sam. What are your sort of like general sort of overall thoughts on this film? Like. I really enjoyed it. I actually wish that uh, Harlan's grandmother or Harlan's mother um, had more of a play in this because I was highly suspect of that mm-hmm. one. All right. I'm <laughs> highly suspect. I'm like, she knows shit. And yeah. she is way more like alert than what we're letting on. But uh, <laughs> I love that bit at the end. I love that. I love that bit when like everybody gets fucked over and she just goes. Like she's in on it all the time. She's oh, like, yeah. she knows what's going on. She knows. Yeah. What's so, going on. Like, you know, she's like, cause Harlan it's, they're celebrating his 85th birthday, you know? So how old is his mom? She was probably anywhere from 17 be, plus having she's gotta be at least a hundred. She's like, yeah, so let's say she's like 102 yeah. at the minimum. Mm-hmm. All right. 102 at the minimum. Uh, like my, my great grandmother personally is turning 102 in April. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, she's lived in her house. She she's lived in the same house for six years. Um, so when I when I saw that woman, I was extremely suspect like of her because I know my grandmother and she understands everything I say to her. And I was like, she fucking did it. She murdered herself. I'm just that person. If it comes on to like a, a murder mystery, I'm like, this is it. This is it. Blah blah blah. But like when it comes down to Marta, though, I have to say I was completely enamored by her story. Um, I think I was really angry with some of the choices the other characters made uh, oh regarding God. her. I was like, Marta, show no mercy to that bitch because like she ratted you out. Um, so I, I just uh, no, I really enjoyed her character, and I think that uh i i enjoyed her from the beginning so i think that she was just somebody that came off as very genuine um i, I don't know i i think that that's a character i'm attracted to though so yeah you yeah. were from the beginning yeah <laughs> so funny thing watching the movie with her is because i've seen it before and this is the first time she's seen it and the whole time i'm watching the movie she's like do they do this now is it her what about this is this what's happening and i just kind of look at her i'm like i'm not telling you you have to watch it like, <laughs> you need to know <laughs> Like just but you're losing your mind on but it. But I, I found that like I don't know, uh like people that are like me and always want to figure something out. I, I feel like this is the movie that where you're gonna be like, Oh, it's this, it's this. And I, I feel like there's actually uh multiple plot lines that can come about. Yeah. Um, but I have to say I was very satisfied with the ending. I was just like, um it it did take a turn so and like the, the, the twists that come with it. Like I, I have to say that there was a twist because I feel like I can figure out twists pretty well. And I, I was, I was really happy with this, but the, uh, 
the comedy relief in it was subtle, but it was very good. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the, the comedy the in this. Oh my god, the blade at the end, like repeatedly stabbing, and he's just like squeak squeak, and he's like, oh, it's a fucking prop. Like, like honestly, <laughs> that killed me. Oh, that killed me totally. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. Lady Lee. Um, as you know, this was like, well, you guys know, this was my uh, <laughs> my top ten first watches for uh, 2020 so i was absolutely i from the beginning i was obsessed with this movie uh i find all the actors were just so well done like every one of them had their own characteristics and you could really tell uh first of all i want to say tony collette she's australian and she always comes up with this american accent and i every time i see her i'm like there's no way you're australian there's no way you have an australian accent but i've watched all like uh, I've watched a few movies with her where I've watched um, Behind the Scene. Have you seen Hereditary? Have you seen Hereditary? I haven't seen it, no. Oh, I've been wanting watch, to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Watch her in that. She's fucking, she's fucking amazing anyway, but she's fucking yes. amazing in that film. I I love her as an actor. Like, well, what is she just, in a, she was in a TV show where she uh she played somebody who had a, a multiple personality disorder. Yes. Uh, um or whatever. Uh States of uh, <laughs> yeah, states of whatever. Oh, I can't remember the name, but yeah. Oh my god, that was hilarious. She did such like, a good she job. Did such a good job, and she just played this multitude of characters. I yeah. really enjoy her. I think yeah. she's very. Um, she has like such a unique look to her, and I I really like it. She's a big smile. Yeah. I love she it. Does yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's a a very um multi talented actress. She is. Mm-hmm. I love her. When she was on the movie, I really I loved how she played like the the leftist who really didn't know her facts. Um, she, she's she's Gwyneth Paltrow in this movie. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, it's all about the glo- the goop, the goop. goop. <laughs> yeah. So I loved yeah. I loved her. She played the character really well. I love that you really built relationships with all of the characters. Like the the one guy who is um, the part of like the writing. Um, uh, uh, right you, mean, the- you mean Michael Shannon as Michael, uh, yeah. as, as as the son yeah. who is yeah Walt who is just like given the. You know, yeah. he's, he was given care of his dad's books, basically. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You have that relationship with him. Like you build that relationship with him where you really do hate him. Like you, uh, you hate him for the fact that he seems like sleazy from the get go. Like the fact that his son is like uh, a neo-Nazi, like right, yeah. right there. <laughs> the masturbating yeah. Nazi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the wife is kind of like this ditzy, like, I love that actress too. I think she's hilarious, mm. but um, she's just this ditzy, like, Oh well, I'm the far right, and again, I really don't know my information and my facts, but I know that, that you're I'm not racist. But <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of I'm not racist, but people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he really one, is one great... like a Dolan Mexicans in, but then the other one's like, oh, what if, but the, if Swiss Swiss rampaged, yeah. like, the streets? Like, yeah, it was it was um, just it was such a well made movie. Like, you really built relationships with all of the characters. You had feelings about them all. You were like thinking there was times too where you're kind of thinking, well, maybe, well maybe and then when they said about marta your heart kind of broke like the whole time you're just hoping you're like no no it can't be like get away with this murder please get away with this murder <laughs> you're like uh like daniel craig don't figure it out like don't figure it out and then at the end when everything just unfolds like my goodness was it ever this like feel-good moment like even when chris evans comes out and tries to murder her like how, what a comical fucking amazing oh, ending it was a great ending yeah it was just such a, a perfect can I, just can i go back to walt though yeah Oh, that, that character Walt, man, Maybe. Walt, despair. 
Honestly, like when I saw him, I was like total disparity. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, his, his dad gives him like this business to control, but he's like, control my dream. And you can tell that Walt, when he was a wee boy, he had this idea that he was going to be a great writer like his father. And, but he ends up managing his father's books. And I feel like Walt is, Walt has some like repressed like ambitions. <laughs> That's how I felt from Walt. Oh no, he 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 is he is totally repressed and destroyed, right? Because yeah. I mean, I mean he he's he's not a fucking Nazi, but his kid is an obvious fucking Nazi, yeah. and he he's he says he's out smoking cigars with his fucking kid on the porch. Yeah, and he's night. not even he's not even facing the same direction as his kid. No. <laughs> like they're not bonding by any means. <laughs> oh my god, what's the other character's name? I can't remember her. She was the the daughter. Oh um, Meg. Oh. Not Meg, the daughter of the the guy who died. She shows how good a name with that, names I am tonight. Oh, Holy jeez! Mm. The actress's name. She was in. Oh, Jamie uh, Lee Curtis. Curtis. Yeah, Jamie yeah, Lee Curtis. Curtis. Thank you. Curtis. Sorry, yeah. I am blanking on names tonight. But anyways, mm. um, I kind of Jamie Lee Curtis kind of had like the a less of a role in this one, but I did enjoy her because I did find that at the beginning you really kind of hated her, but as you saw her progress of like playing these games and kind of doing stuff, you you kind of gain more of a little bit yeah. of a love for her. Especially like the whole movie through Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. Like, I feel like she was just kind of like that. She was the ideal daughter and like, she had everything going. She's like, I understand this relationship I have with my father. She's <laughs> like, I understand this relationship I have with my family, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But she's like, she was always like through the whole movie. She was talking about, my dad it's with these it's these games with my dad yeah and he's like and you gotta figure it out and i feel like the whole like writing in lemon and heating it with a lighter at the end really like reinforced her relationship with it her dad was like i love you and this is for your own good yeah and i really actually like that yeah i found that he, it, it did do kind of like a big circle where it was like this is for your best interest and like your husband's being a dick and cheating on you. And he even did it he in a whole puzzle true. in the yeah. way she would expect. And I, yeah. I thought invisible cool. ink. Yeah. 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 I thought that was a cool, like workaround where she, she was talking about it from the beginning. Um, and mm. it kind of came back that way. She was really good. I really enjoyed her. I really, um, I really appreciate the fact that, uh, when you look at her, she looks like an older lady. Yeah. She's so um, beautiful. She is and like, you just... see all the wrinkles on her. And I honestly yeah. think that's amazing. You can see I'm the so wrinkles excited. on every, Everybody in this because it even though it's like made to look like it's shot on film it's all digital so you can still yeah. see all the details of everybody's but it's face so nice though like you see how many she has yeah because you see so many other celebrities in general who are like like uh, seriously their faces are so filtered. stretched back yeah, yeah. but i find jamie lee curtis she looks a lot more natural and i i honestly i just appreciate that i think mm. it looks more beautiful than it does like the whole she is, fake she face. Is 62 she's 62. yeah, yeah. You know, I think with anybody uh, going through life, I think the more laugh lines you have, the more beautiful it is. But yeah. Just to be honest. Like, too. Like, it's I kinda, a good look. Yeah, I laugh lines are good. I really appreciate that there was yeah. there. I don't know if it was intentional. I don't know if that's actually her. Either way, I thought it was beautiful. I loved it. I, I kind of got obsessed with it. Um, mm. Going back to the movie, though. She had great glasses, too, though. She did. She did have mm. great glasses in this movie. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was like almost like a very mature cat eye, very little. But the angle on it, I was like, oh, that's that's really nice. I, I, I thought it was a very modern cat eye glass. So well, <laughs> I wear every glasses. So. Um, I really loved it. That's all yeah. I got to say. I really loved it. The plot line was amazing. Uh, the acting was amazing. Everything about it was phenomenal. Um, I highly recommend this movie. Like I, I could say a thousand times over. I already said a bunch of stuff previous to this, us watching it. Uh, it's just it's just so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel. 
I mean, uh, this was the last movie I saw in a theater, uh, believe it or not, because, you know, uh, a few months later, suddenly all the theaters shut down. But, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I, and, you know, maybe the last movie I ever see in a movie theater. We'll see. But if, if so, uh, it was a good way to go out, you know, like it's entirely, mm-hmm. it's entirely possible. Um, yeah, no, I love the structure of this. Um, I love the the cleverness of the writing. I love how. You know, it introduces you to all the characters through the interrogations at the beginning, and it kind of feels like at first you're kind of all right. Um, we're we're kind of getting set up. Where it kind of feels like it's tuning its instruments at first, and then Marta shows up, and she gets to have the the real conversation, like kind of the more detailed conversation. And then suddenly, the plot really starts in motion. And then once you kind of understand what actually happened in that bedroom, in the attic, suddenly. Um, the stakes are raised. Like suddenly you realize like what's really happening. And mm-hmm. yeah, she was actually there the whole time he killed himself. But, you know, ultimately she has to like, she's both completely blameless and, you know, kind of being forced into this kind of situation where she has yeah. to sort of, you know, uh, you know, hide from the cops, et cetera, you know, regardless. And so there, there's a really interesting kind of cat and mouse kind of thing going on here. Mm-hmm. And you always get the sense that like Benoit Blanc knows more, like he, it's revealed at the end. Like, Oh yeah, I saw that piece. I saw that blood on your shoe at the beginning. Like, no, he 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 totally yeah. Sherlock Holmes the whole thing, there. right? I, I, knew, so, I knew you were there I, the whole time. Like, yeah. uh, so I know, like, so Marta. That's that's the big complex with her is that she's not blameless, in my opinion. I don't. It's like you can't be. Like, she she did a medical error, and uh, I come from a pharmacy background actually so um when it comes to medical errors like they're extremely serious they can be extremely deadly in one like swoop of a pen in in one wrong sense of a medication um so that's what really actually got me in this movie with marta was like she is not blameless it would have been manslaughter for her and uh i I had a hard time with that because like because as soon as like when we saw the bottles i was like oh it's katorolac it's an NSAID, right so it's a non-steroidal uh analgesic uh like very much like ibuprofen or something and so as soon as like she said morphine i was like oh god and you could see the tears in her eyes in the movie she knew she fucked up as a character Mm. right like she knew she fucked up um because it like that was a death sentence for her, her patient. Um, so as a nurse, like I'm sure she felt an or- she, she's not blameless. She did a medical error. Um, and I think that that's the real tug of war with her character is that she's so genuine, you know, she never would have meant to do it, yeah. but if the situation was right. She killed her patient and that's the well, tug of war with but, her. But of course, in the end, she didn't kill the patient. <laughs> like, that's she the, didn't. No, she didn't. In the end, in the end if she had, if she had, if she had yeah, checked the, if she had checked the bottles, if she had checked the, if she had checked the, uh, the labels, she would have killed him. Absolutely, she would have killed him. And then yeah, she would have been yeah. charged with murder. No, one hundred percent. It's a, it's a very weird cash twenty two. Um, but even just coming from like real world medical standpoint, like she, she would have killed her patient, and you can yeah. see how, um, like her genuine fear of she was the murderer was one hundred percent real to her. Um, no, and that, that's, yeah, it's, it's, that's a tour. That, that's a tear with her character before you find out the bigger plot. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 No, no, I don't disagree with that. I, you know, I was, I was kind of more making the, you know, the, the larger point, but yeah, I mean, I guess blameless is the wrong word, but <laughs> I, I, sorry, I always get like really yeah. weird about pharmacy stuff. Cause <laughs> no, it's good. Like, no, 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 well, it's, 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 like, you know, 
and from personal experience, like I've seen it with like a uh, warfarin and stuff like that. I used to dispense medications and you're like, this is, this could be it. Right. If you mess this one up, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, but we have insurance. Right. So. Uh, anything else, Daniel, or <laughs> sorry. Um, no, 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 no. I mean, you know, um, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, no, um, you do kind of follow the, you know, this kind of uh, storyline, you follow the plot, the kind of intersecting plots, you get the, you know, and it, and it gives you both the portrait of these kind of characters and then the kind of the, the kind of larger sociological, the larger sociopolitical story of, of, you know, you've got this person who is like a servant in this house. I mean, she's, mm-hmm. a, she's a nurse, but she's kind of just hanging out with Harlan, but she's also like someone that like literally at one point, like, one of the characters is like handing her a plate to go put it in because <laughs> one of the one of my favorite ring gags is that they all um none of them know where she's from yeah so, yeah no she's, yes. she's el salvadoran no she's brazilian no, she's, ecuadorian she's, yeah it's like uruguay you know it's like yeah. no. I, voted, I was voted out for letting you to the funeral and somebody else said that like that kind of stuff like just small details like that yeah they're they're no, all no, no. they're also like not the and the, and, the, and, the, the and, entire family is not racist dicks but most of them are they're they're well, very but what, but what happens what happens when like the money isn't there anymore when they mm-hmm. can't be kind to her anymore they 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 form ranks and they're like no uh, gotta, all, gotta, all of them all of them turn on her except for except for the daughter who is uh the daughter. Based, well i mean she's bu- she she is bullied into doing it though well but she does it yeah. she does it yes know, but... i don't like you know like she she it's like no i'll take care of you and it's like well now yeah, i already fucked you over it's like you know like you know. i mean i mean she 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 is she is bullied like by her family to like that is true. like it, it, it's, it's it, family dies it, like kind of staring at her at that point. It, i mean it, it it is it's it's still it's still a terrible thing to do but it's it's understandable why that character did it and why she's like destroyed by it afterwards where you know it's just like i just did like the worst thing I've ever done in my life. You saw it. You saw it on her face. No, nope, I don't care. No mercy. No mercy. Don't pick her. <laughs> That's the boat I was in. I, mm. I thought I said to leave. <laughs> no mercy. Yeah, you had like completely conflicting thoughts with her. So I was like, no, no, she did it because her family. Like you saw her whole family just staring at her with the evilest eye. Like if look, yeah. if looks could kill, and that was yeah. how many times over with those looks, and then the daughter like left in the situation of not knowing mm. what to do. I mean, she's. And, I mean, she's not in the same position that all of her like uncles and aunts and mom and dad are. Like, yeah. she she has no real agency to like live her life independently at that point. Like, she's she's still she's still under pretty basically their control to mm-hmm. to a certain degree. So, I mean, it's it, it, it's still a terrible decision, but it's an understandable decision from her standpoint. I think. And um, I think when you bring age into it, yes, I, I can yeah. I can be a little bit more sympathetic, but I I'm and not. Yeah, she, but she's 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 a college student. I mean, she's yeah. like twenty one. Yeah, you right? know what, Daniel? I think you're right. I'm back on the no mercy boat. Yeah, <laughs> but but no, she's but also she, also she's she's an incredibly privileged twenty one year old college student who has had everything paid for her and has probably never been independent in her like, life. Like none of these people, like they're they walk away in their like fancy cars with their fancy mm-hmm. clothes and they've got all their st- you know, like these people are going to be fine you know they're not yeah. gonna 
they're not going to have to be a short order cook. No, nobody's going to be a Walmart greeter at the end of this. <laughs> no, like, they've got the social or capital. They're going to they're going to figure it out. Well, Chris mm. Evans, when he gets out of jail, maybe. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know. No, he's I mean, kind of getting married in jail. He's one of those, you know, mm. mafia wives. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like husbands. It's gonna be like yeah. a realty star, like my husband's in the in jail. Mm. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so for me, um, I sort of thought like, so while this is um, the the way this movie stylized, it's it's very much an entry into, and both an homage to sort of you know the the whole genre like a specific part of the mystery genre it, it's 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 very much a it's throwback like a Christie story yeah but here's the thing like what I really appreciate about this film is it never feels unauthentic in a way some mm-hmm. modern sort of set movie like you you take a movie that is a throwback to a specific like you know like Agatha Christie style mystery or something like that but it's set in modern times and it feels a little unauthentic because you know, they're playing some things up. They're winking at you while they're doing it. This movie never does that. Like, it, it's just a really well-written, really well-shot, really well-performed, modern version of one of those movies. And uh, I think the the best thing about this is that the performances, they keep you away from the red herring. Like, the, 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 like there's so many red herrings and stuff established at the front so there's all these clues and there's all this misdirection and the performances are so fucking good that keeps you fucking wondering because you're you, you kind of get wrapped up in how all these actors are fucking performing and i found like i found that like i've, I've basically watched this like two and a half times and like the first half time i fell asleep and it, and by the way no fault of the picture uh, it, it was totally on me for being just a fucking stupid idiot and watching it at the exact wrong time. So I watched it once, fell asleep halfway through, watched another time, didn't really pick up much because I was just like out of it. So watching it this time, um, really appreciated that it kind of did everything right. Like it, it's got this perfect sort of balance of mystery, comedy. It's still got the darkness underneath so, you know, even though it's it, there, there's some levity and stuff like that, it, it's got some really grim, dark ideas. And then also slips in this nice little political message about immigration and, you know, uh, American exceptionalism and and, and you know, uh, inheritance of wealth and stuff like fucking that. And rich people. Fucking yeah. Fucking people. and fucking rich people who, who who at the end of the day find their. You know, like you said, Daniel, they're not they're not walking away poor, but in a way, they kind of find their fates sort of uh, intertwined (laughs) with this person who was just a healthcare worker for their dad. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she's got this immigrant all of a sudden has their fates in her in their hands and her hands and. It is my a- favorite. My favorite scene in the movie is Michael Shannon walking down that hallway when she's got all the papers in her hands. Right, went right after like the news truck is outside and she's trying to get to the to the meeting. Mm-hmm. And Michael Shannon comes up on that on that uh, cane, 
And he's like, you know, we just want to help you, Marta. Like, we've got the resources to help you. Mm -hmm. We want to be here for you. We really want to support you. And we we know about your mother. Like, look, it's okay. We understand. We just want to make sure nothing happens to her. And she goes, like, what you just so with your like money and your resources, you could hire a lawyer and like you, you think it would be okay. Really like, yeah, no, it would be fine if you just had you know. It's like, well, I've already got your money, so uh, you know. Yeah, this is gonna be fine. <laughs> I, I love how she flipped that from like they're like, oh well, we have resources, we have lawyers in New York and DC, and she's like, oh, you mean I have lawyers in New York and DC? Mm-hmm. I can solve that. And yeah, no, I totally agree. I love yeah. that. I think that was a well, really great menace, the menace that he has that whole time. Like you really get yeah. the sense of the way he's gripping that cane yeah, like you almost get the sense he's about to like bash it into her skull you know it was uh, it's a it's a it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a it's a it's a good turn and it's a good it's a good piece of acting for michael shannon because up until then he's presented as this like weak meek guy who's crippled but then the inner sort of like racism and hatred like comes out in that scene where he's trying to threaten her you go after it, the money you go after the money mm-hmm. and that suddenly and like any Sorry, go ahead. What was that? He's a weak, meek man again. He's weak and meek again. Mm-hmm, and yeah, I think he's... that's where it, it kind of comes down to actually, like, besides Ransom, who knows everything that's going on, nobody else knows anything what's going on. So they actually have nothing on her besides her mother, and they constantly throw it in her face. It's the only thing that can mm-hmm. go on is her mother and her family. Um, so like the whole immigrant thing is the, the only thing they can go on because they know nothing different. And that's the only reason why Ransom is helping her because he seems like he's actually helping her. He's not, he's the only one who doesn't throw oh, that in her face. Jan. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, so like the majority of this family are just racist assholes who tolerate Martha because at the uh-huh. time they thought they were getting the money. So but I mean, like like Daniel was saying, like where Don Johnson just like hands the plate off to her, they're dismissively racist of her too, as the help. You know, yeah. even though you know they they make these statements of like, oh no, you're part of the family and stuff like that, like it's all bullshit. Well, and even the nice like well-meaning liberal, you know, kind of talking about like, no, we need to understand the plight of like the poor people coming across the border. Here, mm-hmm. take my plate. You know, like I it's, think that's it's, from- yeah. That's actually some great foreshadowing, really, is that whole Mm -hmm. conversation that happened before that was that they're having this discussion and they invited Marta on there, who's from Ecuador, Brazil, Paraguay, wherever the fuck (laughs) she's from, you know, and um, and it's it's so casually like where she's brought up and it's always something different where she's brought up. But like Mm -hmm. that, that foreshadowing and that conversation is uh, is is very good because it's like, yeah, when it comes down to it, that's the one they can't use her character against her. They have to use her family against her. Yeah. You know, and like, I think it's, it's a very cheap shot way out. And it just shows you how shallow these people really are. Who's the person that ultimately like gives her, who ultimately saves her. It's the other help. It's the other servant. <laughs> like it's, the yeah. Other, mm-hmm. yeah, know, Fran. It's, yeah. It's, it's Fran, you know, who, yeah. You know, you did this, like you know, like no ransom did this. You could have saved us all some time. All right. <laughs> he, he did call or made the the servants, the servants, the, the help call him. You. Right. No, no, so. no. It's 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 a great moment and it's a great reversal, but it's also yeah. like you know, like you know, come on. You could have been a little bit more clear. You know, Hugh, you ransom. How Chris they Evans. Them- Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> the right. How, how how what name can we give him? You. Yeah. 
<laughs> Dickhead Captain America is what we give yeah. him the name. Yeah. Um, I th- <laughs> uh, what, what, like that's the most frustrating last words is you did it or Hugh did it like mm-hmm. the most most in vain last words a character could ever have. <laughs> like, it's, it's a it's a very murder mystery kind of thing to do, right? Like mm-hmm. like no, it wasn't Hugh, it was you. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Oh, this mm. reminds me, I was in a murder mystery play, and one of the lines where uh, it kind of discovered who was the murderer. Which, by the way, her name is Lee. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. Uh, during the play, the one of the characters who gets murdered says, "Carefully," and what he said was, "Careful, Lee." Mm. <laughs> it's like, a, did you guys ever play Bioshock? Where it's like, mm-hmm. uh, what, what was that saying that they always had in it? And it's like the Would twist at the end. Would you kindly, yeah. Would, yeah? would you kindly? <laughs> oh shit! Oh, it's all Lee's. Lee, Lee, Lee you guys, fault. both you guys are fucking murderers. I, or something. I, I that so yeah, I mean, I mean, once once uh, Lady Lee and I meet meet up, we're probably just going to go on a murder spree. But oh I mean, god, Bonnie yeah. Clyde style. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> if I give you guys a murder spree now, will you guys not murder me and your fucking? Oh no! I mean, I mean, you, you, you've been on you've been on the podcast, so you're safe from death at this point. Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> it's like you and five other people at this point. So that's that's good. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've been on a prime numbered one too, so that means you get to commit a murder, and we won't tell anyone about it. Yeah, right. exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm, hush, I'm hush. so excited, guys. I think I was on a, I think I was on a prime number one too. Oh, yeah, well, so. you are again, so you get double murder. Yeah. So. so we're, we're bonded. <laughs> so, sure. um, so, some things I just sort of like about this. Um, I, I, I we like that. Go the, all day about that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just be brief about this, but I mean, um, I, I like that the set design on this is fucking like immaculate. Like it's, yep. it's it it just reminds me of the best stuff from like 1960s and 1970s, like horror and mystery films. Like there there's so much detail in the set design. <sighs> From from just like you know the the fucking knife thrown to like photographs and stuff like that and pictures and they're the, like if he, you it, if you have the DVD if you have like the DVD of the Blu-ray mm-hmm. and it comes with a little slip case that has like the uh, the the chair with all the knives on it mm-hmm. and you flip the case of the DVD backwards and you see like all the characters are on the back cover and you cover it again then all the knives point at Chris Evans. Oh, really? yeah. oh, that's so nice. Neat. Yeah, no, it's one of those things. I saw it on like I saw it on Twitter or whatever, and it was like, you know, oh, look at the <laughs> look at the thing, you know. It's like because it's like, oh, like it's a you know the the it's a cool little suitcase. You turn it around, go over, and then it's all like pointing right at his face, and it's like, oh yeah, nice nicely done there. That's and I cool. and I, I really like how Ryan Johnson strings us along with this film, right? So so oh, it's yeah, a two yeah. is a two hour like ten minute movie two or whatever. Minute, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so the first hour it actually kind of wraps up the mystery in a way like it, it makes it feel like it wraps up the mystery where it's like, okay, this is an episode of a really good like mystery series, you know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like, you know, Benoit Blanc is 
found it out and we we know the background of Martha and we know what happened and then oh no we got another hour and all of a sudden there's a bunch of twists and turns and it gets really good well it kind of starts the new the new mystery when mm-hmm. like it's like you know, who burned down the the uh, autopsy and it yeah. also be- and it also becomes a uh, you know killer versus a detective movie in a way you know with Martha and, and Benoit Blanc where it's like they're she's trying to like you know uh, sabotage the shit he's he's doing Benoit Blanc, Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fuck it up because, I mean, uh, Daniel Craig is like, his characters apparently intentionally trying to sound like Foghorn Langhorn anyway. So, I like, loved it. it I, did. People, I, right? loved, I did love it, yeah. I yeah. loved his character so much. Like, he, the, the accent sometimes sounded ridiculous, but I think that's why I loved it so much. Like, it's it was a little bit far No, it's, it's yeah, really, and, like, and, the joke, the, I saw I saw somebody joking around when this movie came out, and it was like, no, what we need is, like, a series of movies just starring Benoit Blanc. And he has a different accent and ever a new ridiculous <laughs> accent. He did a French accent in one of them. Well, you, well, you see, well, you, you you see him break the accent too because he's he's in the car listening on a, to a song on headphones, and, right. and he totally breaks the accent. And yeah. then all of a sudden, when something happens, he snaps right back into it because he's such a great actor as a character, right? Where yeah, he, right, he's yeah. done this many times, <laughs> so it's like he's not he's not doing the accent while he's singing, but as soon as I, it happens. I love the fact that all the movies I know him from are all action movies. Every single one of them are action movies. This is like a murder mystery where he's playing a detective, and it really shows me his versatility. It really goes to something entirely different. Uh, Like, I... I'm a huge James Bond fan, so I am dedicated to watching all the James Bond movies like a thousand times over. So for me to see Daniel Craig as James Bond and then Daniel uh, Craig as like Benoit uh, Blanc, it's like night and day. It's just, it's such a nice, refreshing take on him. Like, it's just. He, yeah. Well, I mean, what we need is a James Bond movie where Daniel Craig speaks with the foghorn leghorn. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, mean, he, I he, need he, that shaken, not stirred, my friend. Yeah. I'm here to seduce your lady friend in the uh, gold pit. It needs to be like a never say never again style movie where it's kind of like James Bond where the James Bond, a lot of the James Bond aspect things, but it's not a James Bond movie. Do it that way. Take Daniel Craig, do a, do that accent again. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes into deep selves. Like, uh, uh, I would be partial to a dry martini, but I'd really like some of your alligator gumbo right now, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, but I mean, it, I it, just want to do all his lines. It's so like this it, 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 is a donut. There's a hole in our donut. Okay, okay. I love how long that part dragged on for, though. Like oh the God, whole donut. Like, I'm just she like, was dying. She was like, like, it was this. It was this. It was this. And like, just watch the movie. Well, not just that. The donut, like donut hole. With a donut hole, but it's not just a donut with a hole inside of it. <laughs> yeah, okay, and and three. You got three Canadians on this podcast, Daniel. Yep. And they're going to tell you right now, a donut hole. It's a fucking Timbit. It, yeah, it's a Timbit. It ain't something. It's not a donut hole that you fit into a donut hole. It's a fucking Timbit. That's it's what it Timbit. is. It's a Timbit. They're delicious. You can get them in 24 packs. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to get them. No, isn't it Tim Hortons in the States? Isn't uh, like- yeah, the, the northern do, states. Do, yeah. they, do, they, do they have Timbits there? You know, I, I don't know. Do they like, have Timbits? I've never, I've never heard the term Timbit. I mean, I've bought donut holes before. but Yeah, you know, well... 
I mean, they call them donut holes. They're just like fried dough. I mean, Excuse me, they're Timbits. They're, they're called Timbits up here, though. Oh. Daniel, Daniel. Learn the language. Daniel, Daniel, do you understand? They literally, punched, think... they literally punched the holes out of donuts and make them into Timbits. That's how like it happens. Them. Yeah, and they sell it for small children and dogs. That's, <laughs> that's how Timbits are made. Can, Canadians, Canadians never lie. Tim Hortons is uh. a, a above-board corporation that would never lie about the the way no. things are done exactly but not only that lee it's it's a way of life like it I mean, is street for me i'll have to go and check and see oh you gotta ask for the timbits there daniel get, get a get a 24 pack of timbits assorted um, timbits no, assorted, don't, get assorted. Pack, don't get the old-fashioned no no old no, no. Do you like know what's the, the best though is the uh sour cream glaze no oh, birthday ooh. cake Oh, no. look at that face! Oh, mm-hmm. oh. you, you can get away. everything, Daniel. You can get every flavor of Timbit in one twenty-four pack. Yeah, it's a twenty-four mm-hmm. pack. It's, you get all of them. Mm-hmm. That's why I said assorted. Just don't get old oh, fashioned. Don't get old fashioned. Yeah, exclude those. And you know what? I do that to Hortons on uh, a Gonquin there, and uh, they say we don't carry old fashioned. I'm like, because you're the cool Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> old fashions are for dogs because there's literally no glaze or no sugar. So you can give them to your dog. Yeah, I don't have a dog, so I don't want that. I go to that Tim Hortons. <laughs> they don't even make them. <laughs> now they're talking about Timbits. <laughs> Let's go back to the moon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, also, also Gravity's Rainbow because I love the line. Like it's again one of my favorite lines in any movie. Is like the you know it's Gravity's Rainbow. It's yes. A, oh my god. Gravity's never, Rainbow. Oh, I've never read it. Neither have I. No one has. No. Yes. No. No. As uh, someone who who went through a serious Pinchon phase and has read Gravity's Rainbow, um, that amused me till it because. Just and just finishing on my thoughts here. Um, love, no. <laughs> love Christopher Plummer's performance. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I love that he's he's a patriarch of a family that actually like, even though he knows his family are a bunch of shitheads, he loves them, mm-hmm. and, and he's actually trying to do the best for them. Like a lot of times when you see these murder mysteries, it's always like the patriarch was a real dick, and his mm-hmm. family are dicks, and like they're. They're more they're more dickish because they actually kill him, so that's why you got to punish them or whatever. But here it's like he's actually he's trying to use his privilege to do a good thing. And I, it, I loved the relationship he had with Marta too. Mm-hmm. I mean, just watching them play go, you only yeah. get a few minutes of them together, but they play go and they're like g- joking around, and it's like, what are you doing? What was that for? What was it? What what is that? What what is that? You know? And I, I, I love I love doing. how Christopher just like, Plummer. I'm just trying to make the pretty pattern. I'm not trying to win. I'm just trying to make the pattern. It's like, I, I love you know. I love how he's a little kid and he cheats, and, yeah, and yeah. that that's, that's obviously a thing that's happened before. Right, like right. They, they played Go many nights, and he's yeah. cheated like several times, and it's right. just it's just a bonding thing for them. And right? I love the thing. Oh, are you having sex with my father? <laughs> are you pranking my father? The thing that he has to throw at ransom is that Marta beats him at Go. Like that's yeah. hilarious. And then you know, like Jamie Lee Curtis is like. Are you pointing my father? And then the little mini Ben Shapiro's like, you anchor baby. Like, <laughs> he's like, this is my moment. This is where I come to shine. Like, he had small oh, moments, but I made, he made me laugh. He was, he was is, a little weirdo kid, but 
He was good. Speculated that that kid was written into the movie specifically to represent all the um, Star Wars fans that hated the Last Jedi. So you know. (laughs) But did they? Okay, did they always say that he was masturbating in the bathroom? Whenever it cut to that scene where he was like listening to Ransom and uh, Harlan argue, did like was it always masturbating or was it something else each time? Because I thought that was hilarious. Masturbating. Yeah, every single time. Everybody's like, no, he was masturbating in in the bathroom on Twitter. Because even after, like at the end, uh, Daniel Craig makes a comment. I can't remember what he says, but. He references and they, like, they always go back to him in the bathroom. It was the masturbating Nazi, Nazi, Nazi child. Yeah. Yeah. Nazi child. Yeah. yeah, they always bring that up. I thought that was funny. <laughs> the wordplay in that movie in general was good. Like, like yeah. we mentioned, how they never mentioned the the same country once. It was very. It was never like something that was brought to focus, but if you paid attention, you heard it. And right. then the whole like, oh, I would have, I wanted to come to the funeral, but I got outvoted. And the next person said the same thing, and you're like hold on a second, how much do you actually care about her? So that was uh, kind of interesting as well, like just kind of seeing that part. I did like the scene where um, Daniel Craig was just like, oh, it's muddy, don't walk through the path. And like, Marta's just like backtracking, running back and forth. She's like, what? Sorry. And like, just his, that was hilarious. He's he's distracted talking with those two fucking police officers. And and all that time, Marta's like, I got to get these fucking footprints. Yes, she's just like doing tracks. Yeah. And then the dogs come running through. Yeah, like, is fine. <laughs> you know, Lake at Stanfield is like actually like he seems like he's with it. He's just not like as good as Benoit Blanc. Mm-hmm. But like that state trooper is a complete dipshit. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, but, he's actually just like a huge fan. Yeah. yeah, he is the biggest fan. Like, he gets so excited hearing like the whole plot. He's like, "Oh my god, this is like one of his books." Well, like I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. be quiet, be quiet. I need, I need you to, I need you to be quiet. We got to hear the ending. We, yeah. <laughs> like, well, you know, like, w- like with Cobra Kai and how like anybody who's not actually directly involved in karate, everybody's just like outside of the karate group. It's just like this is fucking ridiculous. That's how that that agent is. Is he's just like. <laughs> Look, don't you guys see what's going on? Like, this is an incredible murder mystery. And like, he's just like, he's the outsider. And I, I found that was really funny with Cobra yeah, Kai, but kind of the, similar with this. Yeah, the, the, the Strider cop, um, he's like, he's he's a bit more competent than the fucking dipshit, but he's also <laughs> kind of enamored with Benoit Blanc because he, he yeah. knows his reputation, right? So he's like, he's expecting Benoit Blanc to come up with some shit. He's like, please, wow me. Give me some yeah. shit. And he's like, he's given a lot of chances. He's like, okay, are we going to get to something here soon? Like, is, yeah. is there something that's going to happen? And Benoit Blanc's like, well, no, I have no suspects right now, but I've not eliminated any of them as well. It was like, a, uh, I do declare that uh, there's some weird things happening here, and we might want to check out the muddy path and the and the terrace up the uh, up the building and see if anyone broke into the house. And it, it's just we must like, investigate the semen scenes for the <laughs> masturbating Nazi child. <laughs> the masturbating Nazi child is probably like the best line. Well, and it's. But- God, that made me cackle. Like, oh, just and I love hilarious. how they kept coming back to it. Like, yeah. That's just even better. It's just like, now I'm going to smash you in the face with this joke, and it's still mm-hmm. funny. Um, but um, I found that with the lieutenant, like it, it's actually kind of funny because at the beginning of the movie, he's like, no, it's a suicide. Look at the blood splatter. Right. And like when you go to the end, you're like, no, it was a suicide. Look at the black daughter, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but Danielle Blanc is just like, no, wait, guys, there's a deeper story. And he was like, obviously, he's right. But when it comes down to it, 
It's a it was it was a suicide. Look at the blood. Yeah, <laughs> they, got, they got a lot of shit right. It's just like yeah. they didn't get in the right order, like, basically. They didn't yeah, know why. Was, you're you're not rolling. It was a suicide in the yeah. donut it a, hole. It was, it was the inception donut. The donut. Yeah, the Tim Bud hole. hole of, the donut hole. hole was actually yeah. a donut that had a hole in its own. <laughs> All these Tim bits everywhere, guys. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, with a timbit a minute. <laughs> so I think everybody's going to go buy timbits tomorrow. That's the yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, you should. They're they're tasty. Um, oh yeah, sorry. I, <laughs> I think I think we're all pretty much unanimous that uh, this is this a really is good great. film and it's worth watching and yes it was super entertaining. Go yeah. see it. Go watch it. Rent it. Buy it. Do whatever you need to do in order to attain it. Maybe give a handy to somebody. <laughs> Go watch it. It is so good. I loved it. I mean, it's rentable on Amazon. I mean, if your choice is give a handy for the movie. I mean, if you want to give a hand job, that's fine. I'm not going to say don't give mm. a hand job, but probably rent it on Amazon. Yeah. I mean, while you're watching it, just give 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 your cynic another hand job or a uh, fingering or whatever, you know. Whatever, like, whoever. But uh, it is on Canada uh prime so canadian prime it is free on canadian prime uh i know thomas said he's gonna watch it but he has to rent it so i know the netherlands sorry guys i know there's like one of you that watches it you're gonna have to pay to watch it <laughs> to our netherlands crowd i mean <laughs> um i mean i'll, I'll go through, i'll go with the release info here i mean there's a Lionsgate dvd and blu-ray from 2017 or 2020 i believe 2019 2020 some somewhere around there um it's on iTunes, it's on Google Play, it's on Fandango Now, whatever the fuck that is. I still don't know what that is. Amazon Prime and Vudu. So I mean you, there's no there's no, there's, no <laughs> there's there's nowhere you can't find it, basically. It's everywhere. <laughs> or yeah. if you know someone who owns a copy, mm-hmm. give them a hand job so yeah. and maybe they'll let you borrow their copy. That's yeah, thank you. Payment. Do you know what? It gets a little complicated if it's family. So I mean, you should probably just ask if you could borrow it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean underage or you know, like uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we have I an mean, asterisk on this. Um, uh, yeah, Pornhub has cracked down on several of those things, but not all yeah, of them. Not all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that like it's a movie. I've only seen it once, but I, I'd imagine that uh, with this kind of movie this particular movie that if you watched it a second time that it would be enjoyable because I've you, know, you could it. probably I've seen it several spot, times yeah it spotting actually, those clues you will, you will find you will find more details the more you watch yeah. it yeah I, I, I like that the second time yeah. I, I think that uh if i watched it a second time that i would probably really enjoy and paid attention without asking questions i just wanted to know <laughs> <laughs> and this this movie did really well 40 billion dollar budget 311 Point four million return on it, so yeah. there will be a sequel. It made a few dollars. It's, yeah. it's, it's, okay, it's, if there's okay. a sequel, does does Harlan come back and then die again, or like what's going on? That no, no, that's what, that's no, inappropriate. I know. I watch a prequel series. I know. Too I'm sorry. soon. Yeah, too soon. No, I just thought of that when I said it. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Um, basically, it's gonna focus apparently on Benoit Blanc, uh, his mysteries. Basically, so it's gonna be a mystery series revolving around him. Although I will say, it would be a mistake. <laughs> you 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 can you can make Daniel Craig the top star. Sure, bill him first. 
but it would be better suited, I think, if he's the side character who sort of walks in and does his thing and make the story about the person who's involved in the case because it really works here, right? No, I think think that's the key, yeah. Yeah, no, I I mean, I'd love to see him, like, wander into other, like, mystery genres. Like, if he wanders into, like, serial killer movie or he wanders into, Mm -hmm. you know like like a locked room mystery or you know like like uh, you could see you can imagine like because this is kind of that like manor house like agatha christie story like if suddenly he's like it's seven but benoit blanc is involved you know <laughs> and, it, and it's written by ryan johnson like yeah it appears, that this, it appears that this man was trying to fuck another man with a <laughs> dildo knife this does not seem to be a thing that is a normal human being would do <laughs> i hope that they like either carry on the whole donut analogy or choose something extremely similar and carry it through whatever series that they do with this this, like, man, this, this is a case. double it turns out this case was a double cheeseburger yeah. <laughs> on top of the it's only food pack. items yeah yeah it's like <laughs> this case this case is twisted like a salted pretzel you could do a you could do a prequel so it's like a nancy drew type series so yeah. it's like him as a child like like when he's a teenager you know like the yeah. in like the 80s or whatever or oh Brian my Mars style and he's yeah. just like completely isolated by all the other like all the other kids because they're like snitches get stitches you know <laughs> <laughs> and You're like gonna... being like a bullied like kid in high school yeah. you know, yeah. walking around but he is snooping everyone's shit like he figures everywhere out right yeah. so like, all yeah. the mystery he's yeah. like no this story doesn't have not only two ten bits but four. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, oh, like <laughs> there's many holes in these donuts. Mm-hmm. Well, I was stuffed in the locker. You see, I overheard <laughs> yes. the regarding the death of the principal. The, the prequel we didn't know we needed. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was the it was the quarterback of the football team. Uh, a little, little bit of trivia here. Um, so despite playing his mother in the film, Kay Callen is six years and 27 days younger than Christopher Plummer was at the time. Plummer was born on the 13th of December, 1929, and Callen was born on 9th of January, 1936. And uh, one other here that uh, I, I definitely want to um, point out because he's one of my favorite character actors and he's one of the last one of those. Oh, I know that guy kind of actors who's been in everything. E. Emmett Walsh. Um, yep. And yep. if you've not seen him in Blood Simple, by the way, that's his like that's his fucking key fucking role. And that's yep. a great fucking movie. And Replaced- we've uh, done a podcast episode on that one. Mm-hmm. So go listen to that, too. Yeah, uh, he replaced Ricky Jay, who I also love, who actually died during the production of this in 2018. Um, mm. a, a black and white photo of Jay is visible for a few seconds just before Walsh first appears on camera at 55.06 in the yeah. film. Mm. So. so Walsh is somebody that I immediately recognized uh, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know exactly what it was but i know i've seen him in a few things um mm-hmm. it, it might be more of like a tv series i'm not sure uh sorry i, I don't think i recognize the one I that you mentioned it. i am googling <laughs> it because i'm like where did i recognize as soon as i saw him i was like yeah. i know um, i've seen him in something blade runner yeah. is one that people kind of know him from mm-hmm. yeah. he's been in a lot of shit a lot of shit yep. great yeah. fucking actor 
Yeah. All right. So, uh, so, so Daniel, uh, where are we going next? Are we going to go to the uh, Doctor Clitterhouse film next? Yeah, that- well, you can do that. Yeah, no, we we decided to do this because Plummer died, and it was like, mm-hmm. let's just do this. It'll be it'll be fun, and uh, so yeah, so we'll do the Amazing Doctor Clitterhouse next. Cool, cool. And, uh, um, so uh, we'll we'll go to the uh, lovely ladies first who have been joining us. Um, uh, Sam first. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to plug? Any, anything cool online that that we could link to that uh, you like? Uh no, not really. Oh, uh, but but I do appreciate you having me. Um, mm-hmm. But no, nothing that I'm personally attached to. Uh, so, but I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, uh, uh, Lee. Um, I guess my next one to plug in would be uh, Maxwell Star. Mm-hmm. I'm in his uh, beer reviews every Wednesday, so those are live ones. And- <laughs> Sometimes Lee's there, so mm-hmm. definitely something worth checking out. Uh, we have lots of fun. We drink beer. We review it. And I give my uneducated opinion on uh, these beers that I try. You do all <laughs> right. You do all right. Um, Dan, okay. uh, where can we find you on the interwebs? I am on Twitter. You can find me at Daniel Lee Harper. I sometimes talk about movies, but mostly I'm talking about uh, lately uh, the uh, – Odell runes of the uh, on CPAC, which is not an Odell rune. Anyway, um, I do a podcast uh, called I Don't Speak German because I don't speak German. Um, but uh, that's a podcast. It's about uh, the modern day uh, neo Nazi movement and uh, the far right dipshits that inhabit it. And uh, they hate me because I reveal all the connections that they have to each other that they don't want revealed. And um, yeah. That's what I do. It's a fun show. We uh, the most recent one we did. Uh, we just did a um, bonus episode, uh, which you can access if you go to my Patreon and pay me a dollar a month, or pay my co-host a dollar a month, one or the other. Uh, we just did a, a bonus episode about the Third Man, mm-hmm. the uh, 1949 film uh, with Orson Welles. Although we barely discussed the film at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you barely did, but uh, it was so good. Yeah, we mostly talked about like uh, you know the, uh, the the post-war Vienna and uh, you know um, the pandemic response and the uh, kind of socioeconomic realities therein. So uh, yeah, in the next bonus episode, the next uh, the bonus episodes are usually movie episodes. The next one is going to be Bob Roberts. Oh. Um, Jack and I have already discussed that. So, uh, but yeah, we got some we got some good episodes coming up this month. So check us out. Talk yeah, about those damn Nazis masturbating in washrooms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. We do have some masturbating Nazis occasionally, mostly crying Nazis. Yeah, yeah mostly crying because crying they do a lot of that too. Um, yeah. Uh, before I get before I get into uh, our plugs for for the main podcast, by the way, Sam, totally welcome back to any time you want to come back. It was yeah. it was really fun to have you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. It was it was great. That was a lot of fun. That was so I've never done anything like this. Yeah. I actually I actually find it hard to believe you did not do anything like this before because you never really before. So I thought I think this is exciting. I I just like really I don't watch movies well. I have to say, like I said, I, I do it in like twenty minute intervals. Um, but you know. She I, did it. Hey, <laughs> she did. No, you did. Uh, no, you did. I think. You were... I think you guys are super easy to like chat off of and all that. So I really enjoyed the aspect of it. Uh, this we have been fun. doing this for like six years or something now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, no, I think you guys are super easy to talk off of. I really appreciate that. You made me feel super welcome and super easy cool. to talk to. So you made it easy. 
So. Cool. Well, um, you, you're welcome back anytime. So thanks. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and you can find us at tmbdos.podbean.com. You can find our Apple uh, podcast, YouTube, Facebook links, uh, join Facebook group. Best way to get in touch with us and recommend movies, criticize us, all that fine bullshit. And until next time, thank you very much, Sam. Thank you very much, Lee. Thank you very much, Daniel. And thank you very much for everyone listening. And we will be back when we're back. Goodbye.
Thank you for listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Site. For further episodes, our Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and YouTube links, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.